Now, the Sports Cards and Collectibles Radio Show with Darren Kimura. Brought to you by the Honolulu Chinese JCs, Papa John's Pizza, Comics, etc., and Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation. Welcome to the Sports Cards and Collectibles Show. I am your host, Darren Kimura, broadcasting here live from the beautiful downtown studios of ESPN Honolulu. We got uh, Lefty on the board tonight, so if you got any questions, comments, or uh, you know certain products or certain players you want to have us talk about, by all means, give us a ring, 808-296-1420, or shoot us a text at the same number, 808-296-1420. Those of you listening on the Sideline Hawaii app or ESPNHonolulu.com worldwide, listen listening uh, to us uh, see across the U.S. and worldwide, welcome to the show. By the way, uh, we do always get questions about, you know, where can I hear previous episodes or I missed half of last week's show. Download that site in Hawaii app and you'll be able to hear some of the previous episodes and, and catch some of the segments you miss, especially those buy low, sell high segments. And, uh, you know, a couple other uh, little pointers of uh, things to write down in your calendar here. We'll be, we'll be on Wednesday nights this week and next week. Before we get moved to another night, we'll be on Tuesday nights following uh, next weekend's show to make way for University of Hawaii head coach Timmy Chang and call the coach for the football season. But uh, I'll make sure I remind you guys about that next week. So, uh, again, keep keep us on uh, on your calendar for Wednesday next week, and then I'll let you guys know about uh, moving to Tuesday after that. Well, first up, we have a, a really, a really kind of a fun guest here, and 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 a, a lot of you may not know her, you you may not recognize her, um, but you you know what she's doing. I mean, you guys have come out to see these Pro Ridge shows, and the Chinese JCs, of course, are helping to host that show, and we're, we're I'm pleased to welcome Denisha Honda from the Honolulu Chinese JCs, Miss President Denisha Honda. How are things going for you? Hello, they are going as well as they can be for a Wednesday. How are you doing? I know, Wednesday home day, right? It's sort of like we, we just got to get right. past the day until we can look towards the weekend, right? I was trying not to say hump day, but we're Well, here. too bad. <laughs> I, I said it. That's okay. Well, so, you know, you, know you, you guys are doing this card show, and we'll come to that, but I, I want to give you an opportunity to tell people a little bit about what the JCs are because they hear me talk about you guys putting on this show, and a lot of guys love the show. That's great. Not a lot of people know what the JCs are. So, so what are the JCs? Yeah. So, well, the JCs are short for um, Junior Chamber. So, we are the officially the Honolulu Chinese Junior Chamber of Commerce, or the Honolulu Chinese JCs. Uh, we're a chapter within the um, overarching Junior Chamber International. Uh, we're part of a national or international organization to provide essentially developmental opportunities for young professionals. We provide networking, project management, leadership training experiences for these folks that just come right out of college, right? They're fresh, um, you know, going green into the world. So we're trying to provide institutional support for them to uh, make some headway into their professional and personal, um, you know, lives. Um, Our membership um, is comprised mainly of um, a diverse group between uh, 18 to 40 years old. Um, and unlike the name suggests, we are also not limited to Chinese professionals. In fact, we have a lot of Filipinos. We have a lot of Japanese folks. I'm, I'm part Japanese, so <laughs> we, we are, we're open to everyone. And, and we do a lot of projects, and they mainly strive to connect the, um, the members of these, um, you know, uh, young organizations to the community and um, just essentially finding ways to bridge the gaps between um, needs and um, 
the, the things that the community really um, hopes to to gain from you know coming out of the pandemic and 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 also just to have a good time. It's a good social social organization too. Well, that's why I wanted to have you on because we are a sports cards and collectibles radio show, and people don't realize that that event that's held at Pro Ridge, you guys are the hosts for, and and you know they hear like I said, they hear me say it, and they go, oh, what what is Chinese JCs one? And and but besides the card show, which you know, my listeners definitely know about, and, and kudos to you guys. It's been over a year that you guys have been hosting that show. It's a great show. A lot of fun down at Pro Ridge, and I will come to that. But you guys recently had a, a dragon boat, a land dragon boat race, um, and you guys are doing stuff like a healthy baby contest. But I want to give you an opportunity to talk about that because some of our listeners might be interested in participating next year in dragon boat, but also might, might be interested in the, sending their kids to a healthy baby contest. Yeah, and, 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 you know, we do a lot of cool things. We do the Healthy Baby Contest, the Dragon Boat Races. We also um, are, you know, in the planning process of, once again, bringing back our night in Chinatown block party, the Chinatown block party during New Year's. Um, so we do a lot of cool things. The Dragon Boat Race was really interesting because during the pandemic, um, essentially the boats were um, out in the sun, you know, um, cracking in the, the weather. <laughs> And we're in dire need of um, repair and maintenance. So this year, um, we partnered with Chinatown 808, which is another local uh, Chinese organization, to um, think of creative ways to bring back dragon boat racing, but in a way where we wouldn't have to, um, you know, tap into to the repair and maintenance part yet, as we needed more um, time to gather resources to really take good care of our boats. Um, so that was really cool. We ended up doing a land-based uh, race around Aala Park, uh, and huge mahalo to uh, the title sponsor for, for that um, American Savings Bank, who uh, really joined efforts with us to bring back more um, revitalization into the Aala Park Chinatown community where, um, you know, honestly, we could use a lot more um, restoration in, in those areas. The Healthy Baby Contest is another a cool project for families mainly. Um, it used to be a partnership with us and uh, Metal Gold, the Metal Gold Healthy Baby Contest. We took it on later on, and it became its own entity under under um, our project. So, any child um, in Hawaii between the ages of one to two and a half years old could compete in this fun competition, then and potentially gain um, scholarships um, and prize packages. Um, of course, also with the help of our uh, really gracious donations from our community partners. This year, I think we were actually able to up the scholarship amounts for the winners to $800, $500, and $300, respectively. And these funds all go towards Keiki's early childhood um, and, um, I guess, child care uh, funding. So this is a really cool, free, family-friendly event. Um, the video submission deadline actually ends in about six hours, <laughs> a little bit, in a little less than six hours. Um, so collectors, tonight. as soon as you're done listening to the show, make sure you get your kids on the uh, on the video and get it submitted, basically. <laughs> Submit it soon, yes. And um, so, so those are uh, wrapping up soon. And um, we have a panel of actual judges, doctors, and pediatricians who will make the hard decision to... Um, you know, select the 25 finalists, and on September 3rd, we, that's when we are going to all gather, Bird Mall, 
um, Aran, Aran and Kaniohe to actually come together and in person be able to see these keiki in action as they go on stage and compete for Hawaii's healthiest baby. So, yeah, for more information, you can check us out at HawaiiHealthyBabyContest.com. And for those that are, are, are curious now about this, this card show, th- this card show has now been going on for over a year. And, and you know, it, like, like I said, a lot of people have come down to it. They, they, they see it. And, but you guys are there. You guys have a booth there, and people can find out more about what the Chinese JCs do, right? Yeah, yes, we're there. Every second Tuesday of the, um, or second, not second Tuesday, every second weekend. It is month. Wednesday, so, you know, we we got to give you a little it bit of a Wednesday. break there, right? <laughs> I was looking at my calendar like, oh, okay, this is Tuesday. No, no, this is Wednesday. Also, it's the weekend. Every second weekend. <laughs> and actually, the the thing about this show, and, and um, a, a lot of people don't realize this, but uh, this is the kind of community event that you guys put on to not only bring the community together and also let them know what you guys do, but but it, it does help raise some funds so that you guys can do things like Dragon Boat, leadership training, healthy baby contest, et cetera, et cetera. So it really, right, I mean, this really is an opportunity for the community to come and support the card show, of course, but also support you guys by even coming out and, and being a part of the card show itself. Yeah, and that was something, um, I mean, personally important to me too, right? Um, The Chinese JCs, we saw having the Pro Ridge Cards and Collectibles show um, primarily as a way for us to reach back out into the community, like you said. Um, Actually, during COVID, many of our members, our own members, fell kind of into that COVID rut where they fell dormant. Uh, We weren't really connecting as an organization, right, during the pandemic. So we wanted to find ways to reconnect with them, reconnect with members of the community at large to say, hey, we are, you know, still here. We're, we're still doing good in the community. And, and we also want to support our small and local businesses, too, um, especially at Pro Ridge, to um, encourage folks to come back out and say, hey, we're back in business. Hawaii is up and running. And, um, you know, we'd like to, to see folks all come and visit the mall and to come visit our booth to see see what we're also doing as well. Well, you know, I got to tell you, and, and, and as someone who has been to quite a few of these shows, it, it's really neat to see the diverse mix of vendors. And uh, I, I know uh, Lance Kaulu Kukui is actually going to be coming on a little bit later to give us a nationals recap, but I know he's helped a lot to help put the vendors together. And But, but it's such a really neat mix. And, you know, what you guys have out there with, Everything from sports to Pokemon to toys to Hot Wheels. I, I've seen Star Wars stuff. I, you know, I have a coworker uh, who has you know this love for Star Wars, and he just loves coming out there checking that stuff out. But it's also some of the comics, and and uh, you know, there's there's quite a few things I've seen, even collectible. Uh, you know, the the old Nintendos, the old, old Game Boy. That just it's amazing what these local vendors have and. This venue that you guys put together at Pro Ridge, and of course, thank you to Pro Ridge for for allowing you guys to do it. But th- this yes, this venue yes. putting it together gives people an opportunity to see a pretty neat collection of stuff. And because it's at Pro Ridge, this is a free event, right? I mean, people can walk in, and there's no admission fee, right? Yep, no admission fee. And and in fact, now that you mentioned it, a lot of our local vendors they really do deserve our support. Um, they've been very gracious, also providing. Um, even free cards to to Keiki to um, you know encourage families to come out as well. 
um, for our chapter, um, honestly, personally, I don't have a lot of um, sports and card experience, but a lot of our members are interested in sports. A lot of them have sports cards, and uh, we were able to, of course, with the help of um, our organization as well, provide you know our own free cards to, to kids too. So it's, it's a little nice treat for, for folks who do come out. Well, I do also want to um, let people know that you guys did do things like the, the, the food bank, food uh, drive, and all of that. And so, you know, really it's a kudos to, you know, kudos to you guys for putting this all together, but also finding other ways to connect the collector's world and the, the, the Hawaii public in general uh, to, to you guys and what you guys are doing at Pro Ridge. If someone wants to find more information, um, what's the best way, whether it's email, phone, Facebook, well, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Yeah, so there there are multiple ways. The the main place I would say would be our website, HonoluluChineseJCs.org. Um, you can also reach out to us via email, HonoluluChineseJCs at gmail.com, as well as our social media handles at HonoluluChineseJCs. And you can always uh, reach out to um, to any of the volunteers at the uh, Pro Ridge Cars and Collectibles Show booth. We'll have a table there every single second Tuesday, or not second weekend, <laughs> second weekend of the month. Oh my God, it is a Wednesday, um, and you know, say hi to say hi to our volunteers. They're all really friendly, so uh, we'd love to to see folks come out and say hi. Well, this is Denisha Honda. Denisha, I want to thank you so much for coming on to the show. And again, thank you so much for helping to bring this collectibles event to Pearl Ridge. And um, really, kudos to you guys and, and congratulations on, on this, this awesome event you guys are putting together. And of course, congratulations on Healthy Baby and Dragon Boat. But those of you listening, make sure you get those videos in there, right? We got, we got, we got six more hours. Six more hours. That's all, all right. it is. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on. I truly appreciate it. Thank you so much, Sharon. Take care. All right, see ya. That's uh, Denisha Honda, president of the Honolulu Chinese JCs. Uh, so, Healthy Baby Contest, those of you that got uh, young Keiki out there, get that video loaded to their Healthy Baby Contest website. Uh, but, um, again, they are the hosts of the Sports Cards and Collectibles in-person show at Pro Ridge every second weekend. Don't don't mind her. It's, it's just middle of the week. She kept saying Tuesday. It's every second weekend. And so that'll be not this weekend, but next weekend, Saturday, Sunday, at Pro Ridge Waimakai. That's the upstairs from Long's or the old Sears side, as they say. And, uh, you know, come check us out down there. Go say hi to the JCs and come see the rest of us uh, as well. Uh, we got uh, Lance Kaulukukui coming up after the break with a Nationals recap. You're listening to the Sports Cards and Collectibles show on ESPN Honolulu. Welcome back to the Sports Cards and Collectibles show. Always great having Denisha Honda, president of the Honolulu Chinese JCs, on the show. Joining me now with a Nationals recap is the man, the myth from, from the club holly, Lance Kaulukukui. Lance! How's the uh, jet lag What's treating you? Oh, it was a rough trip, but uh, <laughs> well worth it. Well, well I mean, it was Atlantic City this year, right? I mean, and that's, you know, for those that have never traveled to Atlantic City, that, that's a long ways away from here. Yeah, it was a 10-hour flight going, three-hour drive to AC, then five hours back to New York, and followed by 11-hour flight coming back home. <laughs> Man, that, that, that's, a, that's a pretty impressive uh, travel schedule, but... I'm guessing was worth it, and I'm, so I'm asked you to come on here because I, you know, I, I'm, you know, I've seen some of your posts. It looked like there was there was a lot of interesting things going on out there. Yeah, it was a, it was a great experience. Um, Atlantic City as an area, you know, just a location, um, a little depressing. I mean, it was it's not like Honolulu, it's not mm. like Vegas, but 
still a great location. To, the, the convention center was fantastic. The only problem was there was no Wi-Fi. Oh, wow. So it was kind of tough. Yeah, kind of tough. Wow. Yeah, so if you didn't have uh, a good working Wi-Fi or if you didn't buy the Wi-Fi from the convention center, you were stuck. And, well, and that's the thing, right? A lot of people are looking up prices, looking up comps, looking up this. And I know a lot of dealers hate the word comps, but the fact of the matter is you need something to base it off of because otherwise you're shooting in the dark. 100%. That's why there were so many lost souls at the place. You know, They had no clue what, what their card was worth or what the card they was trying to buy was worth. Yeah? Mm. So that was a problem. So i got to ask you this. I, I, I've seen some posts about things like VIP events. And for, for someone who's never been to the Nationals before, registration for this happens months in advance and it's sort of a jump in as fast as you can right i mean the reality is buy your tickets just like anything else you want to go to buy your tickets early but the, these other events like the vip events and all of that are, are is that the same thing you got to register early and jump in when you can no like the vip events um that um was put on i think panini put on a vip party on saturday mm. those are invitation only for I the see. dealers i see maybe a couple of guests and then the party I went to on Friday was for Southern Hobbies Distributors, and mm. one of my friends invited me to, you know, to join them. So that's what it is. For the customers, I think the only one that they could register was the uh, Panini NFT party. I think that was on, Thursday, on Friday. Thursday or Friday. I'm not too sure. But, but in this event, there's also not, not just, of course, you know, hundreds of uh, vendors to, to buy and sell stuff, but there's there's this after hours action that I think you mentioned a few times on your post. You know, I, I want people to understand this is not just show up, go buy your stuff, go home. What happens after it closes is pretty exciting as well. And it sounds kind of raunchy for me to say it that way, but what I mean really is from a collector standpoint, there's some pretty cool things that happen. Oh, it was crazy. So basically the show starts at uh, 10 o'clock, 9.30 for VIPs in the morning. Uh, the show finishes at 6. That's just the morning, uh, the morning session. Now you got the trade nights, which happened at my hotel. I was at the Bally's, and it started from like around seven, and most days it ended at five in the morning. <laughs> Jeez, Louise! And, and but but it's coordinated by the hotel, or is coordinated by the event by by the nationals? No, 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 nothing. It just happens. This was just just happens. The only trade night that was sanctioned by the national happened on Thursday. The same night as our Hawaii dinner, so not too many guys from Hawaii went to the trade night. Mm. Um, but it went from uh, 6:30 to 10, and it was put on by Jimmy from uh, the Kentucky Roadshow. Man, he's a, he's a great guy. Great so guy. let me let me ask you this, and again, this is for those listeners who have never been to the national. Whether whether you're from Hawaii and it seems like it's really a long ways away, or or you're from the mainland listening and and you just yeah, maybe I don't want to go. Paint a quick picture about the size. The number of vendors, the, the the scope of this thing for for the listeners. Okay, um, I'll put it pretty easy. My friend walked a hundred thousand steps in five days, equivalent <laughs> to fifty nine miles. Wow. Um, he, he saw. Well, there was fifteen hundred tables. Wow. At the national. Um, that does not include the Breakers Pavilion. That does not include include the corporate area. It's just um this the number of tables that was available for um, for vendors only um lengthwise it's probably about quarter mile long maybe a little longer than that uh so it's, it's a huge venue and you can't see everything in one day you can't see everything in two days it takes many many days to look at every single table 
Well, and it, for those who bust product, the corporate part is is huge too, right? Because I, I know that in, in 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 years past, I'm assuming in in the coming years it'll be the same. When you have redemption problems, when you have maybe issues with uh, certain things like even Upper Deck EPAC things and all that, what better way to deal with it than face to face with the actual company, right? Hundred percent. So all the major companies was there. Panini was there. Tops, um, Leaf. We were set up directly across of Leaf, and it was a, it was a great location. Um, I think Upper Deck was there too. So all the major players was there for the you know, for the customers to help their customers, which was great. You know, when you when you have a situation like that, I, I think that you also have opportunities, right? I, I mean, I mean, in, in shows past, you, you have come on and we've talked about. Uh, going up to certain regional shows and having opportunities to do stuff like graded card reviews or, or even raw card reviews and, and with Beckett. But, but PSA this time also offered an $18 show special, which must have been, <laughs> must have been a million cards dropped off to them at that special. That's why the lines for PSA were two to 300 deep every single day. <laughs> well, good for them. I mean, you know, but... But that's the opportunities, right? I mean, you have an opportunity to literally hand your card off. It's not yes. putting it in the mail, see what's going to happen. No, it, you're handing the card off to the actual company. Yeah, and then another option that PSA or and Beckett provided was they slabbed the card on the spot. So let's say you pay for your grading. You pay for the one-day service, which is, I think, $400. You get them two hours later. Wow. That means they flew the machines up there. That's pretty awesome. I think they drove these. These are some. There were many slab machines out there. So I think they. Yeah, I think they drove everything from California and from Texas for Beckett. Wow, so it, was, it was a. It was a spectacle. It was awesome. But but that's the kind of thing. That's the unique opportunities that are only available at at an event like the National too. But 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 from a from a say a buying and selling standpoint. I mean, for for yourself, were were there any interesting things that you saw? Sort of sort of interesting patterns like where people more interested i i think in years past we talked about the the base boom kind of kind of fading are, are people buying and selling you know more color more autos more unusual things or is it does, does it seem like the the base boom is back what i noticed was there's a lot of interest in vintage ah. higher grade stuff ah. um, there was a lot of interest in uh, rookie patch autos, uh, as normal, you know, like National Treasures or Florida. Sure, sure. Um, there wasn't as much interest in the the base stuff as in years past. Um, what I noticed about this show was everybody wanted to trade. Not too many people were keen on, you know, forking money for their stuff, but everybody wanted to trade either down or they wanted to trade up. Huh, interesting. And, and, and that's, of course... You know, you, you've gone to nationals for for decades. This that's that's a radical shift. Hundred percent. Last year, twenty twenty one, it was fantastic as a seller. As a buyer, last year for me to buy stuff, not as well, not as good. This year, selling was okay, but buying was fantastic. Interesting. Fantastic. Interesting. Well, you know, I, I truly appreciate you getting, you know, getting coming on here and, and sharing that information. I know, I know, you're still dealing with a little jet lag here, so I, I want to let you go and, and catch up on uh, on your rest here and getting accustomed to Hawaii time again. But you know, I I, I love having you on because you share a perspective of you know someone who's been there for decades and and you know really you've seen these different waves come through. So I truly appreciate you sharing your uh, your outlook from the nationals. Yeah, 
Oh, no problem, Dad. So what's the much. best way for people to, to follow you, get a hold of you? Because for those that don't know, Lance doesn't just go do the Nationals. You you are from the club, Holly. So what's the best way for people to get a hold of you? Because you're still buying, right? Not Just because you bought at the Nationals, you're still looking to buy. You're still always selling. What What's the best way for people to get a hold of you? Put it this way, Darren. I, I got back um, 3.30 on on Monday. Uh, went to the post office. And then I went to straight to buy a deal. <laughs> <laughs> that's nice that's nice yeah so you guys can you guys they can call me um phone number is 808-723-2885 um or you can visit me at the monthly pro rich show yeah I'm always buying over there and then also i'm at the saw meet every sunday stall 10 b4 all right go check lance out against lance i truly appreciate it go get your rest Mahalo, there. All yeah, right. Take care. That's Lance Kukui from the club. Uh, Holly, go check him out at the uh, swap meet. But also, you know, like like he said, he's he's one of the vendors down at the Pro Ridge Show. He's always looking to to buy collections, maybe even single cards as well. And you know, um, but but again, he, he's he's been around a long enough time that I love getting his opinion about you know what he sees because it really does shed a light on sort of trends and how things may be moving in the in the hobby firsthand from someone who's kind of seen it you know from from the big booms to the to the drops in the 90s and all of that and then he's been around and been around and been in this game for a long time so i really love having his opinion well when we come back we got eric rykar joining me also back from the nationals for another segment of buy low sell high and of course a trivia contest coming up don't give us a call yet for the trivia contest but give us a call at 808-296-1420 if you have uh products or individual players or cards you want us to talk about on the buy low sell high segment you're listening to the sports cards and collectibles show on espn honolulu welcome back to the sports cards and collectibles show joining me as he does every week when he's not at the national is eric Ricard for another segment of buy low sell high eric how was Nationals for you? We just got to hear from uh, from Lance, and he said some pretty interesting things. Oh, yeah, it was pretty good. It was so overwhelming. It was crazy huge. It, yeah, it was ridiculous. Was, did, did it seem like there was some pent-up demand for the Nationals not really being full force the last couple of years? Well, in fact, two years ago, it didn't even happen. But, you know, does yeah. it seem like there was pent-up demand that, that came out? I mean, Lance mentioned a lot of people interested in trading and not so much and trading down or trading up, but not so much interested in mm-hmm. buying. Did, did you kind of see the same thing? Yeah, I mean, I guess just everybody got a lot of inventory, right? So right. What's the? Yeah, I was uh, I was trying to do the same a little bit, and uh, it it kind of worked out. I guess it just depends if you know some people willing to trade. It's like I went back to some guys that I've been dealing with for like the past five six years, and uh, when I initially met them. Uh, you know, I came up to the table. I was like, "You guys take trades," and then they were like, "No, nah, we don't. We don't take any trades." And then like, then you gotta, then then you gotta try something else. And you just like, then you just put cards on the table, and then you ask again, and then they're like, "Oh, why did you say you had stuff like that?" <laughs> <laughs> like, well, like, well, so, well, you know, why why didn't you say you weren't dealing with dollar bills? You were dealing with Benjamins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so it, it all depends. That was a it was a cool way to uh, you know break the ice and whatnot. So yeah, you gotta try different things and. Uh, if it, if it makes sense for both guys, a trade can be done no matter what, I guess, right? Well, and you know, one of the interesting things you had mentioned going up before the National was you had talked mm-hmm. about, you know, you were going to try and take a look to see if you could find some cool 90s insert stuff. Mm-hmm. And it, it seemed like you weren't alone there. Like a lot of people, according to Lance, were really looking at vintage. Does, does it seem like right now where, where you know, for during COVID, the, the base boom of the 19, mm-hmm. 20, 21 products was... Crazy, even 18 was crazy 
Yeah. Now it's sort of reverting back to, okay, what do I remember when I was growing up? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of people were asking for stuff or like, you know, I just, I set up like half the time and I wanted to walk around. So I kind of like packed up and whatnot. But when I was uh, set up, you know, I had a few things in there that, you know, just try to make like you have different stuff um, than everybody else and whatnot. And there's like, oh, yeah, more people like, oh, yeah, we're looking for stuff like this. So I had some like just a few Jeter inserts in there. And I was like, yeah, yeah, me, me too. <laughs> um, mostly like, you know, just but uh it's uh, they're looking for different things, and there wasn't too much Marvel. There wasn't too much. Pokemon, oh, really? As as I can see it was uh, yeah, it was just a lot of was a lot of cards. It was a lot of uh, a lot of football, a lot of football for sure. Um, yeah, but it, it, that's know. that's interesting because now would be the time where people would be probably buying some football because they're anticipating you know a, a nice little run in the yeah. to start the season. So I guess that makes sense if you if you're willing to sell to put that mm-hmm. stuff out, but. I yeah, would yeah, think no, with the excitement Herbert around baseball, that's, everywhere, man. oh, well, but oh, with yeah. the excitement around baseball, I mean, you would think that there would be people, you know, grabbing, you know, whether it's, you know, J-Rod with the way he, you know, hit during the mm-hmm. home run derby or Soto coming, you know, obviously leading into the Nationals was likely to be traded. And of course, now he is traded, but I think maybe everybody was kind of waiting. I did not see many nice Sotos. Oh. For sure. I was, I was looking. I was like, oh, wow, where are the Sotos? I didn't see any Tatis. I guess he's hurt. So. Nobody wants to sell those. I didn't see much of that because I was looking for some of that. Um, wow. Yeah, there was there was, a, there was definitely a lot of uh, Bowman around, a lot of the, just the, the newer stuff over the last, uh, you know, two years and whatnot, and seen a bunch of great and stuff like that, definitely. When, you know, we, we talked a little bit about putting sealed stuff in, in the closet and sort of playing the field. Did, did you see a lot, of, a lot of interesting sealed stuff, or did it seem more like the more modern sealed stuff? There was a ton of wax. Um, oh, yeah? I did see, I mean, I was mostly looking for older stuff. I did, I did find a bunch of nice older wax, uh, 90s stuff, and there was just like a couple, of, a couple other spots I just didn't get a chance to, to hit back and see, and see what they had. I know they had a lot of stuff. Just it's so overwhelming. It's hard. I think it might have been too big. Um, mm. I don't know if that's possible, but and it might have been, might have been too big. Well, it maybe if you're crazy. just attending, maybe it's not too big. But if you're also set up, that that every mm. hour you're sitting down is an hour you're not walking around too, though, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I I did. I walked around two whole days. I didn't even set up for two days. So I was like, nah, no, I like I like this stuff. And then I, <laughs> you know, I was I was able to conquer, you know, forty to fifty percent of the show. And that's it. I didn't, wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's hard. It's, uh, it's tough. It's well, and, and of course, every booth you want to look, and there's five hundred cards on display or a thousand cards. Yeah, on, yeah, right, yeah. right. That doesn't help too. Like in front of you and whatnot. So just it's timely. It's yeah. You kind of get to do some scanning to get by quick, and then take pictures and notes of, of what aisle they're in and whatnot and get back to it or maybe not just do it now because may not be there when you get back and just yeah it's uh, kind of kind of overwhelmingly huge for sure but now that you've kind of seen that action which represents obviously a very national and international i'm sure perspective on the market are there mm-hmm. sort of changes to your opinion about what you're going to be targeting? Or is, is it still, like, the 90s inserts might still be the play, or, or the PC stuff might still be the play? Yeah, there wasn't much there, honestly. You know, you, you run into some guys who, uh, for 90s anyways, you run into some guys who, you know, have it, and then you start chatting and whatnot, and they're looking for more, and, you know, they're, they're, they're trying to buy out, uh, you know, collections or whatever, and it's just, it's, uh, it's tough. A lot of those guys are, I guess, they're, they're not going to mock it yet, right? They're still, right. They started collecting then, like, you know, so all these cards are just hidden in collections, and then you may not, you know, you may not see them, you know, for another, 
you know, who knows, 20, 30 years when, you know, unfortunately, you know, gets passed down to a family member who's not interested or whatever, and then they want to sell it or, or whatever. But yeah, stuff's hiding now. It's, it's, uh, yeah, it's kind of hard to find. Yeah. Well, we kind of felt that way, right? Going, going. Actually, before we even started this radio show, you and I had talked about how it seems like there's a lot of the really interesting stuff being bought by someone in Asia who's just wants mm-hmm. it, wants to put it on display in their office, just wants it. It's not truly a collector or an investor. They just want that item. Yeah. And if you have five thousand people wanting, you know, singular, mm-hmm. you know, items, that's five thousand items that are just never going to show up again. Yeah, it's slim picking. So, yeah, if you were, I mean, almost anything you could find was, or anything you're looking for, you could find there at the National. But, yeah, it just wasn't much of that older older kind of stuff. Lots of, lots of tons of vintage, tons of Michael Jordan rookie cards everywhere. Cause, I mean, they just made so much. It's not a, when you go to a show like that, you just realize how not rare that card is. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, like, yeah, oh, okay. you look at a pop report and you think you know everything until you see 8,000 yeah. of them actually staring at you. Yeah. Person, I think they were passing on Jordan rookies at the door. (laughs) They're they're everywhere, man. It's it's yeah, it's it's hard that I don't really yeah. But but having said that, right? I mean, if you're if yeah, we're 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 poo-pooing it a little bit, but but the reality is, if you're a basketball card collector, you need to have one in your collection because Mm -hmm. he is the man. And just like having a Brady rookie, you need to have one, and and so you buy the best one you can afford, and you use an opportunity like the National. To maybe trade up a little mm-hmm. bit to see if you can up your, yourself yeah. a grade, maybe your two grades, yeah. right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, like yeah, Lance guy said, there, a lot of people didn't want to trade, and or even there was a lot of people kind of a lot of people selling too. I just kind of deferred everyone over to Jeff and Joe. I was like, yeah, they, those guys are buying. Those those guys are probably buying. Just go over there. <laughs> <laughs> well, they and, might trade. They and might for those trade. that don't know, I mean, Hawaii has a pretty healthy contingent given its population that go to the national. I mean, I think. You know, we, we, we may send, in, in not just in terms of people from Hawaii, but people that, you know, are Hawaii transplants to the mainland, we may send mm-hmm. a higher per capita uh, attendance to the to the national than Possibly. anybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, lots of Hawaii guys there. But, yeah, it was uh, it was pretty cool. It was definitely cool. Um, I think next year, probably same thing. I'll just not set up much and just set up half-half and just walk because i got, got to see and got to hunt, right? So, well, and yeah. that's the thing, right? We, we don't know sort of where next year's market's going to be, but it sure sounds like mm-hmm. that, that you know, sort of that vintage stuff. The, 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 and people searching for vintage. Let's, let's be real here. The, the better percentage of people that are searching for vintage are searching for stuff they want in their PC. There, there's yeah. a and few who are looking to invest. Buy-buy. Right, yeah. right. But, but yeah. the reality is... The more people that are looking for vintage, probably looking for PC, again, once it enters their PC, we may not see it, like you said, for 20 or 30 years. So from an investment standpoint, if you have that stuff, mm-hmm. this might be a golden opportunity for you to, look, you know, especially if you're not collecting, right? If it's just something you've, you've had as an investment, might be a golden opportunity to sell some of it, to buy that thing that you really wanted for your own personal collection, whether it's in higher, a higher graded Jordan or... Uh, a, a Jordan autograph from you know from the Bulls jerseys or something like that. It's an opportunity to 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 sell something that maybe isn't that important to you, and move to a better PC item. Yeah, no doubt. I got rid of a bunch of caca. And <laughs> well, well, but that's the thing. It's an opportunity, right? You you have an opportunity, and and right now that's where the market is. But but as far as buying goes, uh, it sure sounds like it's still. Your, your PC market, right? You just just focus on getting things that you like because from an investment standpoint, unless you're, you know, really willing to throw a lot of money at some, 
you know, NTRPAs for, say, you know, Burrow or Herbert or whatever, and you really, really, really think that they're going to be the next Brady, then fine. Otherwise, uh, you're, you're, you're playing with fire. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. I'm not going that avenue. I'll stick with some dead guys, uh, I think, in the current market and uh, just give, give a nice hold for a few years and whatnot. And, yeah. But I still think you're right, I, you know, when you, when you talk about it, right? I mean, the, the the guys that are gone, the they're just not a lot of stuff made, you know, already. And whatever's made, mm-hmm. you're talking about maybe not as good conditions. So now it's condition sensitive. Now it's more rare. Now those yeah. are the kinds of things that people are going to want in their PC. Once it goes in, it's gone. You know, not not, mm-hmm. a, not a bad investment opportunity if you find the right deal. But mm-hmm. yeah. otherwise, it's it's still... You know, not not the time to be buying, you know, 2018, 2019. Yeah, probably bulk, not. Honestly, right? I believe, like, uh, I mean, even all the consignment guys over there probably got flooded with a bunch of stuff like that. And and it's going to be hitting eBay over the next coming weeks. So you probably see a bunch of it. Uh, you may you may find some hidden gems as well come up on eBay from the consignment guys at the show and people just chopping off collections and, and whatnot, too. So it's going to be a cool, interesting time uh, over the next uh, two, three weeks on eBay for sure, too. Well, and this was yeah. sort of that downtime, right, right before Christmas when people start to, again, get serious mm-hmm. about buying because that's basketball season, football's coming to an end, the preparation yeah. for spring training. So Christmas is that weird time, too, where all of a sudden things just go crazy. But these next few months... You know, there's going to be some interesting opportunities if you target specific things and you're really focused on what it is you're really looking to buy. Yeah, no, I'll be uh, scouring eBay for sure over the next two, three weeks, see what all those guys got in. Probably some nice hidden gems. And and then, of course, everybody maybe might be broke from after the Nationals. So, you know, maybe things might be ending a little bit cheaper uh, Mm -hmm. this week and whatnot, too. So, some opportunities around. Well, and that's all, again, coming back to timing, right? I mean, that's really what it comes down to. Well, you know, as, as always, I truly appreciate you coming on. I know it's been, as Lance said, a really long trip. So I, I truly appreciate you coming on and uh, dealing with the jet lag and everything. And uh, hopefully we can, uh, next week, we'll, we'll dive into uh, so, some more player talk. But, uh, you know, truly appreciate the, uh, the perspective from the Nationals as well. No doubt. Thanks for having me again. See you guys next week. All right. That's Eric Reichard joining me for another segment of Buy Low, Sell High. Welcome back to the Sports Cards and Collectibles show. The trivia question today. Who has the record for most home runs in a single season? If you know the answer, give us a ring, 808-296-1420. Right now, we got Jeff Lee on the line. Jeff, it's been a a pretty uh, interesting week. We've had a couple of different perspectives from uh, Nationals, from Lance and from Eric, but I I know you know your your NASCAR and and some of those other sports. What what did you kind of see from Nationals? Um... So yeah, in, um, <laughs> this is the fourth fourth year in a row. I think we've uh, we've visited. Actually, we skipped one, which happened to be uh, Atlantic City. Uh, definitely uh, a lot different than uh, last year in Chicago. Mm. Um, obviously, a lot has a lot to do with uh, just you know market conditions overall. But generally, I think the uh, excitement was there for sure. Uh, the main thing I noticed is probably that uh, there's there's still excitement for the hobby, for sure, like a baseline excitement, uh, new people jumping in, it seems like, still. But uh, the, the collector is definitely smarter, uh, meaning, uh, you know, just over time, I think that's the natural progression. People pick up on uh, how to spend their money better. 
and they're just more savvy in general. So what I noticed this time is obviously a lot less uh, purchasing power, I guess. A lot of people, a lot, lot less willing to just spend cash on something. Uh, people obviously now have more inventory, so they're trying to work in some type of cash card deal for higher-end stuff. Interesting. Trading but up. Yeah, exactly. Or just, just trading down for something that they want to, you know, they, they want that you have some type of rarity or something. But uh, definitely just a more savvy collector, I suppose. Well, that, that uh, can be good of, for the hobby too, right? I mean, that means they may focus on more of the better things, which means we have less, you know, of these crazy weird base runs for, for just, just common cards. Yeah, for sure. Um and, and you know th- those obviously there's there's a there's a market for that too, right? Um, sure. But I, I think you know just coming out of Hawaii logistically, it's difficult to kind of bring a, a, a nice spread of inventory or just quantity in general. So you know that's more for, I guess, local mainland folks that can haul a bunch of stuff and and, and cater to that market. Fill a U-Haul uh, and just get it going all the way over there. Yeah. Right. Uh, in terms of your question, uh, like. Some kind of those alternate sports uh, type markets like F1 and NASCAR stuff like that. Funny that you mentioned NASCAR. A couple of folks came by. They were kind of plugging their uh, their YouTube channel and their podcast regarding NASCAR because they're seeing it too, right? There's there's all these different pockets of of uh, emerging markets, basically F1, wrestling, sure, MMA, sure. Stuff like that. and I think they felt like. Uh, it's just the time where collectors are actually seeing that it's not just the traditional big three, baseball, basketball, and football. Um, I, I did notice that there is a demand for it. A lot of people don't have it available in their showcases. But what uh, I did interesting. notice is, yeah, like they, they do have these trade nights. So if you're kind of plugged in on social media, uh, one of our my personally best nights was going – after the day, the, the you know the day of the show, they would have trade nights, uh, pretty much at one of the hotels, um, and it, it kind of narrowed down. Like you know, it filters out a lot of the different collections, and so if you have a very narrowed interest, a lot of these trade nights were actually the best place to conduct, you know, sales or trades or what have you, because um, it kind of just distills it down to you know that collector base. Right. So, right. Yeah, a lot of times those are probably the best places to do uh, to do some deals. Well, you know that's always uh, it's always cool to know that there's still that market out there because actually, actually, honestly, right, that's the foundation of the hobby. It's it's those trades, those uh, those types of deals where where you know people have an opportunity to just trade cards, um, you know, one to one, right? I mean, that's that's the basis of the hobby, right? Yeah, for sure. Well, um, you know, um, that it, and and hopefully that that comes back. I mean, you know, we we are. Um, slowly building it back. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, for for me personally, travel was difficult. I we had to lay over both ways, and I know I'm kind of complaining about it, but it was just Atlantic City is a very unique spot because it's it's there's no airports nearby, and and just getting there is tough from Hawaii. Mm. <clears throat> um, but well, there's always yeah, you know that's um, the thing. I mean, that's the part with the having the the large Hawaii contingent though is that. You know the Hawaii guys are always willing to help. You know others try and put it together, especially those who haven't been there before. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
and just like as always, I, I did notice for some reason, like the the Sunday, which is usually a, a decent day for most shows, right? Just the last day of a big event, multi-day event. Um, yeah, it definitely had to do with people flying in and the flight schedules out of that that smaller Atlantic City Philadelphia airport. I mean that that Sunday was pretty uh, pretty uh, low activity. Hmm, interesting. Um, got some deep- but yeah, we're looking forward to. Uh, <laughs> Chicago and Cleveland, uh, for sure. Right. Well, you know, I truly appreciate you coming on. We are out of time. I really appreciate it. Thank you. And, uh, Jeff, I look forward to talking to you on other, on other segments uh, in the future. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, Darren. All right, thanks. That's, that's Jeff Lee joining me. We got Philip on the line. Philip, you know the answer? Who was the record for most home runs in a season? Oh, Barry Bonds. Oh, great. Bonus question. I'll throw in pizza if you can tell me how many. Uh, 73-ish. That's it, 73. All right, I'm going to throw in that free pizza. You got a Prism Blaster um, box of UFC here, but I'm also going to give you that Papa John's pizza for a large specialty or three-topping pizza courtesy of Papa John's. Congratulations. Stay on the line. Keegan will grab your information. Thanks, Aaron. All right, that's Philip. Congratulations for winning that prize there. It, it, it's It's been a, you know, it's been kind of an interesting ride, right, with the, with the Nationals coming up and with... with uh, everyone gearing up for it, leading up to it. Now, last week, we had, you know, a lot of people gone for the Nationals. Uh, you know, I even had to do the buy low, sell high segment myself. Um, but again, if you have questions about products, if you have questions about players, if you want us to talk about specific players, shoot us a text, 808-296-1420. Find us on Facebook. Just just message us. We'll make sure we get uh, your questions answered every week. Uh, you know, and, and again, you know, it's definitely one of those things without you guys, without you guys asking these questions, um, you know, that it's, it's tough for us to try to figure out what, what specific products, what specific sports you want to hear about. So by all means, let us know. You know, I, I love bringing Jeff on to talk about sort of the alternative sports and all that. And, of course, with Eric coming on every week with uh, buy low, sell high, it's, you know, he really has a well-rounded uh, perspective on the different things. But with Nationals coming over, like you know, being over, like he said, you have unique opportunities to watch marketplaces like PWCC, like eBay, like MySlabs. And you're going to find opportunities there where, quite frankly, you know, people that didn't sell some of the things in, in the nationals, they're going to be unloading them. And in, and in many cases, 5%, 10% off, in some cases more. Now, if you're looking to build a personal collection, absolutely great time to do it. Don't wait two or three, four weeks because by that point they will have cleared out their inventory and they're now looking to go ahead and recapture sort of whatever new market they're working on, whether it's that new football market or or whatever. So by all means, take a look at those. We are fresh out of time here. It, it's always fun talking to you guys. I really, truly appreciate you guys listening. I want to make sure I thank all my sponsors. Also want to thank Keegan on the board. Um, of course, I want to thank President Denisha Honda from the Honolulu Chinese JCs, Lance Kaulukukui from the Club Holly, and uh, Jeff and Eric Reichard for um, some perspectives on some buy low, sell high type things. Of course, all you listeners out there, join me next week, Wednesday. That's going to be our last Wednesday at 6 p.m. at ESPN Honolulu for the Sports Cards and Collectibles show. After that, we'll be jumping to Tuesday to make space for Call the Coach. Uh, don't forget, uh, this is Darren Kimura saying have an awesome, awesome week, and absolutely, guys, happy collecting.